Welcome to the 159th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Lucy Burdett, author of the Key West food critic mystery novels. This interview was conducted at the Crime Bait Conference in Boston, Massachusetts. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is sponsored by the book-loving nerds at Riffle. Riffle is an online book community that connects readers with authors and books that they'll love. Readers use Riffle to find the next book that they want to read. And authors use Riffle to make their books stand out and drive sales. Join the Riffle community today at rifflebooks.com. That's R-I-F-F-L-E-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And look for the link in the show notes as well. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Lucy Burdett, who writes the Key West Food Critic Mystery Series. The latest novel in the series is Topped Chef. Lucy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for asking me. Sure, sure. Well, for those listeners who haven't read Top Chef yet, how would you describe the novel? It's, uh, it's a cozy mystery. It takes place in Key West, which is not always cozy. <laughs> But it's an amateur sleuth, uh, Haley Snow, who is a food critic and finds herself solving murders when the people she cares about are implicated. Great. Well, you just mentioned Haley Snow is your protagonist in Sleuth. Do you remember, was it her character who came to you first, or was it the fact that you wanted to write a, a Key West food critic and then you kind of came up with Haley's character well everything fell together <laughs> I uh, I wrote two other mystery series under my own name Roberta Islip and then I heard that uh, NAL was looking for a, an amateur sleuth character who was a food critic and I can do food <laughs> my husband likes to joke that my maiden name stands for is stomach in, in German. And he, he's given my, my family a motto, which is large lunch followed by a restful nap. So food, food is very interesting to me. And we were visiting Key West, which is a, such a, a wonderful town full of quirky people and tropical weather and a lot of artistic types so I pitched the story of the food critic in Key West and they thought it was a good idea so great and um do you live in Key West I'm lucky enough to be there half the year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> the like cold the half of the year? <laughs> the cold half, the half where you had that three feet of snow. Exactly. I was in exactly. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Um, well, since you're writing a food mystery, I have to ask, do you have a favorite cuisine or a recipe? I like uh, home-style food. So, for instance, if, there's, if I go in a restaurant and there's macaroni and cheese on the menu... That's what I order. So uh, I'll eat a lot of things. Nothing with tentacles or that hasn't been cooked. No squiggly things. Yes, yes. So, so do you find yourself when you're writing these? Do you find yourself doing a, a, a fair amount of like research in terms of food and food preparation, etc.? Well, the research is tough because we uh, we have to go out to eat. Oh, so that's she's tough. She's a restaurant critic. I. Um, 
all the restaurants in the series are real. They're real places in Key West, unless I have killed someone off. In that case, I make it up. Um, I'm I'm working on the fifth book in the series now, and it's it's about a chef who is just opening a restaurant in Key West, and I I know there's going to be a lot of trouble in that restaurant, so I'm not going to make it real. But the other thing that I'm doing is talking to chefs and reading a lot of food memoirs and food criticism. It, it's it's all fun to me. Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. And and do you do you watch a lot of the food reality shows? No, no. I should. But <laughs> I don't like reality TV, even though I wrote this book, sure, Top sure. Chef, about a reality TV contest. It's just not my thing. Not your thing? No. Yeah. Well, well, prior to your Key West food critic mysteries, you wrote a series of mysteries featuring an advice columnist, Dr. Rebecca Butterman. Do you plan to, to do any more of those um, novels or mysteries? I, I loved writing those books because the character was a psychologist, which is my training also. And she had her practice in New Haven, Connecticut, right in the building where my practice used to be. So I really knew her world, and I loved the character. And I, uh, unfortunately, the books didn't sell as well. And that, and that is the bottom line in this climate: is uh, either they sell or they don't. And if they don't, then you could write more, but. Sure, you might sure. have to publish them yourself. Although, you know, who knows with the ebooks the way they are, things things are having a second life that people thought were dead. So right, right. I would love to write more, but there's no plans <laughs> for that now. Right, right. Uh, well, what was the path to publication like for you when you sold your first novel? I feel like this was back in the dark ages, but it wasn't that long ago. It, but it was before the the email queries were uh, alive the way they are today. So what you did was you wrote, you did your research, you wrote your query out, you typed it out, you printed it, and you sent it through the snail mail, and then you would wait, and however many months later. So over about a year, I, I'd probably heard no's from 30 or so agents. It, ha- it happens a lot more quickly now, which is good news and bad. Yeah. Um, and then I had heard about um, an event called Meet the Agents in New York. It was uh, a women's writers group that was holding this. So I went in, and there were about 150 frantic unpublished writers and maybe eight agents. And after they explained what they good were good setting for a mystery novel. Yeah, <laughs> so they told what they were interested in, and then you had to rush to the stage to get in line, where you had three minutes to pitch your book. So I told you, food. You know, I know about rushing to table. I come from a big family, and I know how to get to the front of the line. So I rushed up there. There was only one woman interested in mysteries. She said, sure, send me the manuscript. And then three weeks later, another agent called who had been through her office, saw the book, and said, I'd like to take a look at this. So she's been my agent. So... It's a it's a combination of dumb luck and and really keeping keeping at it and polishing 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 the manuscript. 
And, and what originally got you interested in writing mysteries? Um, you, you obviously have a training, as you said, as a psychologist. Was was um, writing something you had always done for, for fun? And, and never, never, never intended to be a writer. I, I read, I, and I read a lot of mysteries, you know, Nancy Drew and Cherry Ames and everything. I still read a lot of mysteries, but I call it a midlife crisis. It just... One day, actually, it was on account of bad golf. I was spending a lot of time learning how to play golf and trying to think, what can I make out of this? And what evolved was the character in my first series, which is a uh, a neurotic lady golfer. <laughs> and and so so. You, you were playing golf and you just decided, you know, I want to try to write a mystery or, or what was that? Yeah, I was writing some articles about the psychology of golf oh, okay. because that's what really tripped me up was getting too much in my head and thinking <laughs> how badly I wanted to kill this ball and beat this opponent, which got me thinking about how can professional golfers handle all that or am I just such a nutcase? And, but those articles were hard to sell. So then the idea of a mystery set in this world um, came to mind. And it was an awful lot of fun. I had you know, played with some professional golfers and uh, played golf all over the United States. It was, it was a blast. Great. And so what, what is your uh, writing process like when you start uh, thinking about and then working on a mystery? Do you plot it out completely ahead of time? No, I, I used to plot more than I do. I have a, a pretty fast turnaround, so, uh, and plotting is the hardest thing for me. So I'm kind of a, you know, always trying something new to figure out what's the least pain. In this case, it's starting with the character and thinking about what will happen in the character's life over the course of this book and then fitting the plot in around it. Great. Well, well given your success uh, at writing thus far, what advice would you have for aspiring writers who may be listening in, you know, in terms of you know, what they can do to get their own stories published? Well, starting out, I, didn't, I had never... Um, had any training in writing other than professional writing so I took whatever classes I could uh, find I think people get the idea that sure they could write a book why shouldn't they be able to write a book and it's really a lot of skill that you have to learn and practice practice so I took classes and I hired an outside editor which was like taking a one-on-one class I learned an awful lot and as I mentioned before, how fast things happen now with the Internet. Don't rush to send something out. You really you don't have that many opportunities to get in front of someone and show them what you can do. So if you send in a manuscript that's rough and has a little gem of an idea but isn't well polished, you're going to blow it. So I, I think slow down, mm-hmm. learn the craft, and try to have fun and support you need pals that's great well that, that's interesting that you worked with a um a freelance editor what, what was that process like it was really fantastic i i had already had two books published the first two in the golf series when a friend was telling me about how helpful this person was so i hired her and 
she I don't know whether she had the manuscript for about six weeks and she sent back 40 single spaced pages of commentary <laughs> yeah I had to go lie down is this down. on your third novel? on my third wow. novel <laughs> so I had to go lie down before I could really take it in but she, I mean, she, it was like a tutorial that was, you know, focused on me. It, w- it was really wonderful. That, that must have been um, a, a great opportunity to learn. Yeah, if you can take the heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what books or authors have you read lately that you would recommend that, that you enjoyed, either nonfiction or fiction? Uh, well, I blog with... Uh, two groups of women. One of them is the Jungle Red Writers. And Julia Spencer Fleming has a new book out. It's in her series about an Episcopalian priest and a small town police chief set in the Adirondacks. It's called Through the Evil Days, and it's an amazing, amazing book. I love the series, but this one is really strong. I mean, I could go on and on. Mm -hmm. Another of my buddies in New England is Barbara Ross and she has a new book in her uh, clam bake series called Clammed Up and it's for a, a cozy mystery it's very well done so those are two I can think of that's great that's great so what are you working on now I'm working on this fifth book. Um, It's uh, not as far along as it should be. (laughs) But it's about this restaurant, uh, a chef from New York City who's moved a franchise down to Key West and immediately feels that someone is sabotaging her. So at this point, my character, Haley Snow, is starting to get a little reputation as a, a little... Jessica Fletcher, the Jessica Fletcher of Key West. So um, she calls her in and asks her, could you help me kind of look at things and see if you see what's happening? Great. And where can people find you online if they're interested? Too much online. They can find me. uh, My website is lucyburdett.com, B-U-R-D-E-T-T-E. I tweet at Lucy Burdett. Facebook, Lucy Burdett, um, and two blogs, Jungle Red Writers, and with a group of cozy culinary writers, Mystery Lovers Kitchen, and that's a recipe every day. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Lucy Burdett. She writes the Key West Food Critic Mysteries, under, and, and the latest book in the series is Top Chef, which is out now, so grab a copy, and thanks for doing this interview. Thanks for asking. Okay. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.